Hello and welcome to the Why Behind the What. My name is Nathan Albert, and as always, I am so glad you are listening to this podcast, listening to me ramble about some things that I'm interested in, and hopefully you are too. This season on the Why Behind the What, we are looking at ancient contemplative spirituality for today's transformation. It's my hope that the more you experience these practices in your life, the more your faith will be revived, the more your soul might heal, and the more uh, your awareness and union with the divine expands and deepens. On today's episode, episode number nine, I think we've come to one of the more important elements for our transformation in this day and age, and one that is pretty foundational for all the other practices to function properly, and that is disconnecting from technology, social media, and our digital devices. But don't hang up or turn off this podcast just yet. Let's, let's talk through it. I mean, we all know we probably should disconnect from social media or from tech, but we rarely do. Yet, if we hope to experience the divine, to open ourselves up to spiritual transformation, transformation, to live in a way that brings calm and peace, awareness, and presence in our lives, then I think we have to disconnect from the digital overload in which we find ourselves most days. Now, social media, it's not an ancient practice and not too contemplative. Uh, And even though, you know, in the day and age of social media, some social media is ancient. I mean, does anyone out there remember Friendster? Friendster, not not MySpace, not Friendster. Friendster, yeah, I mean, this was like, Friendster was the Facebook and MySpace before there was Facebook and MySpace. There was nothing to it. Uh, it was like a page and you typed in a, a basic profile like you would like a driver's license. And that was it. I don't even know what else you could do on it. But I was on that thing. And it was boring. And then there was Zanga. Anyone remember that? It was spelled with a X, not a Z. And it was the blogs before blogs became popular. I didn't have one, but I read people's Zangas. I thought they were so cool. But then since then, I mean, we have snowballed in the world of social media. There was the MySpace and the top eight. And of course, MySpace was super popular. Then it disappeared. And then it like had a comeback. Then, of course, there was Facebook when all you could do was poke people. Remember that? Just poking people. Man, that was way better than the political rants people put on there today. Then there was Instagram and Tumblr, Reddit, YouTube, Periscope, Snapchat, Vero. Anyone sign up for Vero? Do you remember that? It was popular for like a weekend. It went viral and then it disappeared. And then like a year later, it went viral again and everyone signed up and nothing's happened since. There's WhatsApp and LinkedIn and Pinterest, Medium, Marco Polo, TikTok. There are probably others that all the young folks out there are using these days that I don't even know about. But what's been interesting to me, uh, it's only been about 10 or 15 years since social media hit the scene. The majority of my life, and I'm not that old, uh, and maybe the majority of your life as well, well, I didn't use social media, nor did I have any need for it. I had plenty of other forms of media. Most of them were paper. uh, And I had plenty of time and space to be social without the use of social media. Growing up, I actually would walk to a friend's house knock on their door, and ask if they wanted to hang out. Most of my college life uh, didn't involve cell phones, uh, and there was no social media then. Uh, Email was brand new when I was in college, long before email became something that was 
well, annoying and something that we hated and got too much of. Now, don't get me wrong. I I don't want to bash technology. I'm super fascinated by it. I think it's got some great benefits. But I do think there's been a shift in how we use social media, how much we use it, uh, and how it affects not only ourselves, but our relationships with others and our spiritual well-being. So I'd venture to say that we're pretty much tethered and maybe even say we're enslaved to our phones. And the statistics are pretty alarming as well. Most of us pick up our phone on average six to seven times an hour. Most of us use our phones just about over five hours uh, per day. Uh, Our bodies are experiencing phantom vibrations, falsely thinking that uh, there's a notification, um, whether our phone's in our pocket. Um, We feel an underlying sense of anxiety when we forget our phones at home, or if we don't get an immediate reply from someone, we have an increasing amount of FOMO. And the blue light emitting from our phone, it affects our sleep. It messes with our circadian rhythms. It's been proven simply having a phone on a table when you're with friends or family at uh, a dinner table or out at a coffee shop. Even if that phone is face down, it's proven that our conversation will be less vulnerable, less intimate, and even less open and honest than if that phone wasn't there. We use phones to pacify children at restaurants. We rarely can stand in line at a coffee shop or a grocery store without checking our phone. Sometimes that even includes a red light. Um, And how many of us have experienced being fubbed when hanging out with a group of friends? Fubbed, that's like a new word. We invented a new word. Someone did. Uh, And yet most studies show that most of us don't actually know how much we use our phones, that we might actually be in denial, um, thinking that we use them way less than we actually do. Now that technology and social media has been out long enough, um, these studies, uh, we're starting to see the positive effects of social media and the negative effects of social media. And studies are conclusively showing that the more we use social media, actually the less happy we are, the more anxious we are, and the more depressed we become. Not the greatest news in the world for all us social media users. But we've also become increasingly distracted and it's affecting our ability to be uh, productive, engaged in prolonged conversation. Uh, We've lost the ability to have boredom and simply sit um, and have space to sit with our thoughts and, and we've lost the ability to maintain attention. And we use our phones to numb ourselves or distract ourselves from feelings of loneliness, boredom, anxiety, and other things that we'd rather not become aware of those emotions. We use it to mask those things. And the thing with social media companies is they make money, like lots and lots of money, the more we use them. We're learning that they're tracking our data, right? And in essence, we're allowing them access into our private lives. Um, And then they sell that information to companies to market to us for products. Uh, So most social media apps are actually psychologically designed to get our attention and then to keep our attention because the more these apps have our attention, the more their profit increases. And here's the spiritual thing about attention. What has your attention usually has your affection. Right? What has your affection usually is what holds on in your heart. What has your heart is usually the thing in, in spiritual terms, the, what you worship. And what you worship is usually your God. It's the thing you must have, the thing that is of utmost importance to you. 
And so I'd venture to say that many of us, we serve the God of our smartphones much more than we serve the God of the universe. We are much more focused on our devices than we are on the divine. We are much more drawn to connect the connection of having a phone in our hands rather than having our hands open in order to connect with the divine. Now, I don't say any of this to make us feel guilty or ashamed on how we use our phones. Uh, I'm in this with you. Um, and I think there are plenty of positives to technology and smartphones and social media. But I also think that more often than not, technology uses us rather than we use technology. Uh, technology uses it for their good, uh, a, a company's good, rather than we use technology for our good. Um, and it um, it's quickly becomes something that can overtake our lives, that we become distracted and connected to it more than we might even realize. So for me, the last few years, I've kind of been on this journey as I've been discovering these spiritual practices that I've been on this journey as well to question the value of social media, to question the value of my phone, to question the value of my technological devices. Uh, so I've been asking all sorts of questions. You know, is, is it worth, is any of it worth it? Is it impacting my spiritual life? Are these things becoming a barrier for me to connect with God and to connect with other people? Is my time spent on it actually worth it? Like that time crafting a blog or crafting a tweet, is it worth it? Um, does it add value to my life? Is it keeping me from being productive or present in other areas of my life? Am I a better human being because of it? Because I'm not always, that's not the case. Uh, am I aware of how it's making me feel while I'm using it? Or do I notice how often I get caught in the trap of mindless scrolling and numbing, liking, and retweeting. And so for me, how I answered the, uh, many of these questions forced me to experiment with and, and make some changes with how I use social media and my phone specifically. I really, really want to be face-to-face -face with people rather than face-to-phone around people. And I think um, much of our culture has become one where we are face-to-phone around people rather than face-to-face -face with people. And I think, as some of these studies are showing, it's having a negative impact on our relationships, on our attention, on our ability to have empathy, uh, and, and to be fully human, quite frankly. And if I want to be face-to-face -face with people rather than face-to-phone around people, then perhaps there's something similar um, with the divine, that always being connected to my phone actually hinders my ability to be connected with the divine. I think there's some parallel. And maybe the device that promises uh, or markets itself to connect me with more is actually disconnecting me from what I most desire to be connected with. And maybe disconnecting is what might actually allow me to fully connect. Now, is disconnecting from technology an ancient practice? Because we're talking about ancient contemplative practices. And I'd kind of argue, yes, it is. Uh, these are questions that people have been asking for centuries, uh, wondering about our relationship as humans to the technology of, our, of the day. These are ancient questions. People of all faiths have asked these sorts of questions for centuries. And women and men have often separated themselves from modern life or the modern day technological devices of their time in order to flourish uh, alone or flourish in their spiritual life. Some of my favorites 
are the Stylites. Have you heard of them? This is crazy. So Stylites, if you don't know, were Christians who renounced the comforts of modern life of their day to live on top of pillars. Pillars, like a tower, pillar, like a a pillar, all alone, where they sought to live a holy life of prayer and fasting and preaching and healing. And they were in tune with suffering, right? They kind of uh, suffered themselves in an earthly way in order to connect with the divine suffering through the Messiah. Messiah. That would bring them closer to salvation, they believed. Uh, Saint Simeon the Stylite, he was the most famous. He stayed up on a pillar for almost 40 years. I was so intrigued by stylites in grad school that I um, ended up doing some papers and and additional work on stylites because I just thought they were so fascinating. But stylites, like many other people of faith tradition, such as um, uh, monastic orders and hermits and other ascetics, they separated themselves from modern life and advancing technologies. They questioned whether such devices and uh, ways of living enhanced or hindered their spiritual life. Now, even though I'm going to guess most of us don't plan on leaving our modern life behind and become monks and living up on pillars, um, I think we do need to figure out, especially if we are spiritual people on a spiritual quest, how to live with modern technologies and if they are enhancing or inhibiting the spiritual life and growth in our life. So as I started to ask these questions about technology and social media, I I tried to become aware of how I felt uh, while I was using them or or how I felt after I had been on them. And to be honest, a lot of the time I got really angry or jealous or irritated or just bleak, very not hopeful about the world anymore. And I'd find myself becoming so irritated or so frustrated at some situation or some person or the way Christians acted or a particular political leader that it would affect my entire day. Like I would become so flustered that I wouldn't be able to concentrate on anything else. But it really wasn't affecting my life at all. That's what's crazy. Or I'd find uh, myself feeling like I was wasting time or I'd realize later that an entire hour went by and there I was should have been doing something else but I was just scrolling Um, and I noticed that I was more distracted and not paying attention to the people around me Um, or that I I, I found that after a few minutes being off of a social media site or email um, that I would have the urge to check it again well I might have missed something Um, I wonder if that person liked it yet, or did anyone else retweet that? And so I started thinking, well, what's next? What could I do next? So I started reading. I'm a ferocious reader, and so I just like went full in on this um, and read a bunch of books on technology, and and some of my favorites are in the show notes, Um, but a few that just rocked my face off uh, were Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, Eye Disorder is a book I loved, Bored and Brilliant, Uh, Reclaiming Conversation, How to Break Up with Your Phone, 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts Right Now, the article by Andrew Sullivan, I Used to Be a Human Being, and then a few other articles in the New York Times and some other places as well that I've linked in the show notes. They, again, they rocked my face off. I mean, they confirmed basically what I hoped wasn't true, but I thought I really knew deep down. They confirmed that I needed to drastically change 
how I use my phone and how I use social media. So I started to do a handful of things. Um, on retreat days, when I would take a three-day retreat at a monastery, I would turn off social media and turn off my phone and turn off email. Uh, I started then to do a bunch of like digital detoxes or digital declutters. And during these, I would um, delete all optional technology from my phone, basically anything that had to do with social media, news, shopping, email. I mean, when I first did it, it was a good 20, 30 apps. Um, I then even set up extensions on my browser to block all news and social media and infotainment sites like BuzzFeed or um, Zillow, things that I would easily get distracted in that would hijack my attention. And what I found is during these times, I became incredibly more productive at work. I became way more present with family and friends. Um, and I had a great ease about uh, life as I went around. Um, and I, I was reminded that I could learn news from friends rather than apps. I definitely was less irritated at political leaders. Um, I found the freedom from the incessant need to respond or reply to an email or a retweet or a comment. When I thought of a sentence that I thought would make a great tweet or a funny post, um, I would just laugh at it myself rather than post it. And then the validation came from me rather than the people that I hoped would like it or retweet it or share that funny sentence, which most of the time, let's be honest, was like three people anyway. So, I mean, my validation is way quicker than waiting for those three people to press a little heart. Um, and over time, you know, I, I did more and more. So I eventually, I deleted my Facebook, which is why I've asked many times for you to share this podcast on the social media, such as Facebook. Um, but I, multiple reasons why I did that. Um, I deleted Friendster way back in the day, but I also deleted MySpace and Vero. Um, I deleted email off my phone and I only check email from a desktop and I usually try to check it only three times a day and it's been awesome. I love it. I deleted the majority of my apps off my phone. Um, again, social media, news, games, anything else that kept my attention. I've made my smartphone as dumb as possible. I usually keep it in grayscale. It plays music, it plays podcasts, it can text, call, give directions, um, and it's a tool that I can use rather than a tool that uses me. Um, I try to keep it in another room when I'm at home. I try not to keep it uh, or check it right before bed or right when I get up in the morning. Um, and again, using it the way I want to use it rather than it using me. I also, over this time, created a rhythm uh, that three times a year I completely disconnect from social media and news in general. Uh, so during the season of Advent, during the season of Lent usually, uh, and usually a month or so over the summer, I try to disconnect um, from all these things. And um, that has given me a great rhythm. Um, it allows me to be away from social media for about a quarter of the year. Now, I don't always do it. Um, it's a rhythm I've played around with. Um, but it is intentional way for me to step away from being connected on social media in order that I might be connected with others in a different way um, in my regular life. In all, all uh, excuse me, in all honesty, I kind of feel as if there's less noise in my life. That sometimes social media is really loud. 
Um, and I don't really have FOMO. Um, and I'm trying to discover what they say is JOMO, the joy of missing out rather than the fear of missing out. And so my so-called missing out is actually enabling me to be fully present, aware of the people around me, especially in my family, my wife and my kids. It gives me the space to be aware of the divine all around. And if you've been listening to this podcast, how we defined contemplative spirituality is getting glimpses of the divine that is all around you. And so disconnecting, um, not being face to phone all the time allows me to get glimpses of the divine all the time. It's like when you live in a city or when you go to New York City uh, and you forget to look up, right? Like there's some cool things in a city when you look up and it's so easy to not look up because you're in the subway and you're looking at the people in front of you or you're navigating um, the city life and you're looking at the ground or in front of you. But looking up can be incredible um, and quite beautiful. And so I want uh, to use technology rather than technology using me. I want to be aware rather than addicted to technology, and especially technology that makes money from my attention. I want to be mindful rather than mindlessly scrolling. I want to be face-to-face with people rather than face-to-phone around people. Now, I'm not perfect with all this, but I do feel it's a better way, a freer way, and it's a way that allows me to be more present. And what's crazy is it hasn't always been this way. I mean, most of civilization, most of our lives, we haven't used technology in this way. And it wasn't this way our entire lives, and it does not need to continue to be that way in our lives, that we can revert back um, and separate ourselves from technology so we might be connected with others and the divine. Because if we can't be present with the people around us because of our phones? How do we expect to be present with the divine who is always willing and waiting to be present to us? And this is the thing. If if God, the divine, speaks using a still, small voice, that the divine uh, makes the divine self known through glimpses that happen so quickly, if the ultimate creator is known through creation and through creations, If to hear the divine, we we have to be silent and embrace solitude. If what we've been talking about this entire season, uh, actually these tools to open ourselves up to the presence of the divine, then we must rethink and I would say change our relationship with technology. Now I'm all for trading uh, likes and retweets and followers and the pursuit of building a platform for what I hope will be more easeful living better face-to-face relationships, and better productivity in life and work. I really, as much as I'd love to have a million people listen to my podcast or read a blog or write another book and have people read it, I think a more easeful life and better face-to-face relationships and better productivity uh, and using technology less and connecting with the divine more, I really do think and I'm convinced that's worth it. It's worth it that using technology less will allow me to embrace God more. So my encouragement to you is to disconnect and disengage in order to connect and engage. Put your phone away. Delete some apps. Take a break from social media for a while. Check it less. Become aware of how it makes you feel. Don't sleep with your phone. 
buy an alarm clock or a watch, turn off your notifications, be face-to-face with people rather than face-to-phone around people, and try the practices we've been talking about without your phone and see what happens. See if it changes anything. See if it changes everything. Because it might. It just might. Now, now that I've shamed you or convinced you to get off phones and social media, here's the thing. I'm going to ask you something kind of ironic and silly. If you're enjoying this podcast, could you share it on social media? I know. Awkward. Weird. But come on. Do it. Okay? If you haven't left a review on iTunes before you shun social media forever, please, can you go uh, give it a few stars, write a sentence or two? If you use the iTunes podcast app, you can do this right in the app. Just click on a couple stars um, and write a short sentence or two review. Again, that is really, really helpful. If you haven't totally disconnected from all things internet, be sure to hit up my website, nathanelbert.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter and check out some of my other writing there as well. And before you become a stylite, living up on a pillar, check out the show notes for links and resources. Uh, You can also connect with me on social media, especially if you have questions about any of this season's theme. I'd love to actually put together an episode where I ask you or I answer those questions and even possibly interview you um, about this journey uh, that if you've been on with me, what it's been like for you. So feel free to connect with me via social media or on my website as well. And friends, as you disconnect and become disentangled from social media and your phone, may you have peace, may you have calm, may you have happiness.